0: A few reminders are underway. There are no fire drills planned. Good evening, Good. Uh, If the fire alarm does go off, we go that way and meet out to the car park. Um, we are being broadcast, and I remind you of that. Please turn your mobile of phones off. And I think we should start with apologies for absence. We don't. Have any members of the public present. Um, I'm not sure you count as a member of the public. Mm
1: -hmm. Councillor Harris,
0: but it's very, very nice to see you here this evening do feel free to participate as member of the public should you so wish. One small item, if I may, and um, perhaps officers can advise me if this is appropriate. may we pass a vote of thanks to Councillor Dean for his prior service as chair of this committee and thank you for his. Effective um, <coughs> stewardship of the committee for some years. Yeah, here, here. Yeah. May I have a seconder for that motion? Thank you okay, very much, Councillor. Those in favour? Excellent. Motion. Apologies, please.
2: I have apologies from Councillor Reeve. Any others?
0: Good, we're moving on. Um, We're in the pleasant situation of the only person available to express a view on the minutes of the previous meeting is Councillor LeCount.
3: I approve. Do you join the minutes of the last meeting? I approve the minutes of the last meeting.
0: Thank you very much, <laughs> Any items? Response to, the, response to the executive to report to the committee? We have none. And any matter referred to the committee in relation to calling of decision? None. No? Good. Well, this is remarkably uh... <laughs> prompt addressing of the items of business. So, we move to item 5. Reflections on training. The floor is open.
3: I would just like to say that uh, I thought the training was excellent, and uh, it was really good because we didn't have it the last time I was in two years ago. But uh, I think those people were absolutely superb. So, yeah, well, I, I
4: would agree with that. Uh, I have had training on swimming before, but
5: this was the best that I've had. So, Will well done to the officers for that. Person. Uh, I just chair. Um, sorry i just add that it's not an easy um, subject, it uh, could be pretty dry, but uh, the, the way the presenter um, put it over I thought was quite interesting, and uh, she uh, obviously was able to hold people's attention in my view. Councillor Chrissie Yes, thank you Chair. Uh, I was pleasantly
2: surprised actually, you've obviously got a group of relatively new councillors with the addition of those that have been there before, um, who seem to understand straight away, uh, I was surprised I got it myself, um, Mm -hmm. the role of this committee in being a a critical friend to the executive, Um, and I actually came away with a lot of confidence that we'd be able to do that in the right way um, and following the right processes, but ultimately the, the betterment of the district.
1: Thank you. Uh, I entirely agree with uh, what Councillor Cristioni has just said. I thought it was a very um, uh, innovative idea to have that uh, type of training, uh, and I think the way in which the presenter actually organised it with work tables actually proved to be very uh, positive and satisfactory. And uh, uh, Councillor Jones uh, Cristioni and I, I think, particularly found it useful to have the opportunity of working together and actually getting to know each other. In that way.
0: Excellent. Any particular points you'd like to bring out that will guide us in our deliberations in the coming session?
5: Follow the rules, Chair. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
0: (laughs) Of course.
6: I mean, the one point that I took from the discussions we had, in particular, Miss Morty is saying about actually the policy development side seems to be uh, a strength. Um, if we were involved at the beginning of the process rather than doing calling at the end of the process, it seems to be uh, much more satisfactory from both the council and the individual councillors point of view.
0: Gary, any observations as Vice
3: Chair? I, I just thought, I thought it was very, very good and I I, I, um, I congratulate the, the, the team and I congratulate the officers for bringing that team mm-hmm. to us, actually. Thank you. Thank you.
5: If not, can I, chair, the thing that I picked up from it, in some ways, we have to forget about the, the party. Um, you know, we're not here really representing the party, we're sitting here as honest brokers um, looking at it, so you yeah, have to sweep, if it's possible, um, the party line to one side.
0: I think that's a very helpful observation. This is a slightly mangled metaphor. We're not the sort of pet Labrador of the executive, but nor are we an attack dog. Our job is to be as objective as we possibly can. And with that in mind, um, I very much hope this will be a working. Everybody takes a role in working groups and uh, takes turn for leadership positions of those, and I very much welcome a great deal of input. Councillor McCounters, Vice Chair, and I had a very, very useful meeting with
3: officers yesterday,
0: and um, we'll be discussing that a little bit later. But it is, after all, your committee, so you determine. The direction of business and the areas that we investigate. But I do think that we can effect material beneficial change for our residents by focused activity
4: on areas of interest. Yeah, can I just add, Chairman? Uh, I concur with the comments just made. Uh, I think scrutiny works best by consensus. There it's not always been possible in the history of this Council. There are some past colleagues have wanted to very much just defend the executive uh, and not probe too much. But the cream thing, as you pointed out earlier on, has been a critical friend. And if scrutiny works well, it can make a difference to the council and of course by definition to the residents of the district. Uh, so, scrutiny will only be as good as the members on it. And in the past, uh, some members did improve, but certainly for quite a bit of history of scrutiny, uh, not, some councillors did really face high degree of emphasis or priority of the work of scrutiny, uh, because there may well be work groups, etc. And if people are not willing to participate in that, or not willing to do much work outside a formal meeting, scrutiny won't be as effective as it should be. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: I think that's an excellent point about the amount of work that will be required outside of formal meetings, especially if we choose to progress some of the items that we've indicated are of importance and relevance. Um, If members are content, that may be that we've adequately covered reflections on training. And may I move on to sorry, item
4: six? Sorry, James, one small other point. I think training should be seen as a continuous process. Obviously something like we had you wouldn't do too often, but for scrutiny to be effective, it shouldn't be seen as a one-off for the lifetime of this council because there's a huge amount to take on in scrutiny to understand. So I would hope that we continue to have training, uh, maybe of different nature to what we had uh, a few weeks ago, but I, I, I just think that training should be seen as, of, we've done it, it should be a continuous process. An excellent suggestion.
1: Perhaps I could just uh, add to that by uh, commenting that in, in, in many professional ways of life uh, one does actually undertake continuous sure, professional yeah. training and perhaps we as councillors might uh, seriously look at that on an annual basis so that we are accredited or mm-hmm. accredited as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that idea is not a bad suggestion on your part. Could we recall that to take that matter forward please? Thank
0: you very much. May I move on? Mm-hmm. Statutory guidance, on overview, and scrutiny, and and understanding. Um, I'm sure you've all invited these documents so that you can really quote them verbatim or sleep. So, if we take them separately, it's probably quite helpful. The first documentation is what might describe as best practice guidance from MHCLG. Um, A lot of it is, by the way, Um, A lot of it is, however, a very useful statement of circumstance. Um, One small point, in the covering paper, uh, paragraph 18, um, officers have advised me that on reflection they think the restriction they propose is perhaps a little too harsh and we may wish to consider whether we wish to dilute that. So, my open discussion, if you wish to have a discussion, on the statutory guidance, and then we can move on to the memorandum of understanding.
6: Am okay. I to understand if we about bullet point 18, about topic leads not the... Indeed. Right. OK. Well, I actually thought that that was a bit restrictive, but I mean they shouldn't, I would say, they can still be members of committees. They participate in the discussions, which are part of that topic. In that, in that, is that the attitude you're taking, or are you going to say anything goes?
0: Um, I think the concern was that the restriction research discussion uh, was overly restrictive; that we wouldn't be really permitting ourselves to avail ourselves of informed yeah. expertise mm-hmm. if we are that restrictive. Uh, it might be appropriate to restrict involvement in decisions, but if we have people know what they're talking about, it probably needs to be proven to uh, let them advise us.
2: Thank you. Uh, my consideration would be the power behind these topic leads. What sort of what sort of remit will they have? Um, were they to have decision making power in other areas of this council outside of the scrutiny? you might be thinking, well, we want to sort of preclude their involvement in any research or discussion where they may have a bias. That would be my only concern. I agree that perhaps it may be slightly harsh, but given it could be a a Ron Seal kind of job, you know, a topic that leads on a particular issue or subject, um, then I don't don't see why we wouldn't preclude them from research and discussion. But were they to have further powers Further controls within this council organisation—that um, would be where I, I would take issue. Okay.
4: Uh, topic lead seems to be pretty vague at the moment, uh, so I don't know what the administration is proposing. Uh, for myself, I don't see why a topic lead, topic leader, has to come from just from one group of on the council. People have interests. Uh, whichever group they may belong to, and it's to what extent are uh, topic lead seen as, as an adjunct of the administration or not, if they are seen as an adjunct of the administration uh, performing almost a deputy role, <coughs> then that affects what I believe they can do. But clearly I do take your point, Chairman, that one would hope that the topic lead will A body of expertise, and it will be (coughs) the full for the committee not to take use of that research. But as I say, not much information has come out topically, and until it does, it's difficult to come to a final judgment.
0: If I could suggest, the incoming administration has made very clear that they wish to have a more Engaged relationship with other members, and perhaps it's beholden upon us to take them at their word unless and until they prove to the contrary. Is that agree. a reasonable agree. position? So, you know, we trust them until they prove that they are not worthy of said trust.
6: <laughs> so, rather blunt like that, I do appreciate. Uh, I mean, I'm just concerned what happens when we get to the investment advisory committee? Are they classifying the topic league and will we be able will we be prepared to have them as kind of a resource but not participating in any decisions and any scrutiny of any situation?
0: And that's a very interesting question. I think it would be a matter, probably, let's presuppose those a working group that this committee set up to consider that. It would be a matter for the working group as to how they conducted their investigations and discussions. But when their report came back to the school committee, um, then we would consider who we wish to question further, and which members of the executive it was appropriate too subject to previous question. So, in a sense, it's a question that we can perhaps move for determination by any working groups that we may or may not set up.
5: You might be able to short-circuit that, Chair, in so much as um, have we actually got anybody um, that sits in that position on finance? I don't think we have, not through extraordinarily good point, I haven't
1: thought of that. Uh, I'm actually involved as a topic leader in relation to planning matters. I apologise for (laughs) (laughs) that. To to that extent it might um, uh, apply to me or it might be relevant uh, to me. Um, But uh, I think it's quite right for the officers to have have identified this, Um, but um, to exclude any such person um, with be um, a shame uh, and an unnecessary waste of um, know-how and uh, individual resource. Uh, but perhaps could i suggest that um, we we pass this and uh, come back to it in, uh, uh, in, in, in uh, maybe not the 25th of June, but uh, the meeting that we have thereafter and or in any terms of reference that we might set for work which we undertake uh, as a subgroup or whatever.
0: Could I perhaps suggest we be slightly more optimistic than your proposal and we revise the paragraph 18, um, but keep it under advisement should circumstances dictate. So um, we start off on the basis of trust unless there is good reason not to do so.
1: By all means, I and mean, I think that any individual, any, any individual in that position ought to
2: uh, flag it up uh, if it's of concern to him I personally would be absolutely fine with the chairman using your discretion uh, in judging as to whether someone is appropriate or not to sit on a particular body or subcommittee. Personally, I think there's enough in the members' code of conduct in the way that this scrutiny committee set out to avoid situations of proper conflict. Uh, It may well, may well be that this is an unnecessary paragraph.
0: It would be nice if we evolved as a collegial body and self policing, I'm sure we with goodwill. Um, maybe, do we think we've covered the statutory guidance in enough detail or is there more that members would wish to raise? And maybe move on to consideration of the memorandum of understanding. Any observations on the
6: memorandum of understanding? Just, just to say that I think you're, you're quite right when you say it's a bit of motherhood and apple pie. I think the training covers most of the issues that we covered, covered in this guide. Uh, I don't. See
0: Thing that struck me, which I thought was of particular value, and I venture to suggest was perhaps missing from the previous administration, is clarification of the requirements that members of the executive of the committee, committee, they don't send officers in as human student mm. shoes, so to speak. Mm. I'm sure you wouldn't wish to be referred to as human shoes, you know the sentence I'm trying to Referred to
4: as <laughs> worse,
7: Chairman. Um, chairman, I'll <laughs>
4: just come back that. Yes one of the few members along the Council of Consul who uh, served on the scrutiny. Um, I'm not sure that's entirely fair, because uh, that comment. because I do recall that uh, portfolio holders like um, one, one Simon Howe Susan Barker regularly attended. And when we looked at the budget, Simon Howe was regularly over there answering questions that some heck may not agree with him, but he did make himself available. And I don't recall, I have not sell this for the last two years, but uh, some of the first two years, I, I don't recall a time when we wanted to see a member of the executive that they didn't come.
3: Could I say, uh, Chair, that uh, I totally agree with uh, Councillor Sill. Basically, it was excellent when uh, Mr. Howell used to come and guess, talked about yeah. the budget. I thought it was excellent, and I mm. would not take that away from it. No, really
0: Thank you for the clarification. I apologise if I misled the committee in any way.
2: Uh, I have two points. Um, one being that I think this document is here to highlight the importance of scrutiny, that is a, a given, but to also highlight perhaps the responsibilities of the executive in uh, showing due regard, it seems to crop up often, but due regard to this committee and the work of it. Um, I don't think that it would be too much to ask if one of the uh, however many cabinet members there are um, to attend this committee um, in order to have that link directly. Now, no doubt that they can listen to the, uh, the webcast when it's available, but I don't think you can understate the importance of having someone here at least to listen. Um, the second point. That mentioned that the training was the the importance really of the budget and our role in the scrutiny of that piece of work. And within this memorandum of memorandum of understanding, I am struggling, although I'm sure I could, uh, seem to can't find a place to, to put advance notice for publishing of the budget in a good time for a scrutiny to review or something like that just to make sure that we do get it in the time. Uh, there's nothing to say that the executive wouldn't do that, but perhaps if we had it in writing, it would really up the spirit of what we're trying to do here. How uh, that makes sense?
4: Uh, it might be helpful that they may well be going to do this, but certainly, uh, for my part, I'd like to... Is, is there a job description for each of the portfolio holders? Council can you tell us that you're, a, believe you're a topic lead for planning. Well, good, but it's news to me, and and I don't know whether there are topic leads appointed, but I think that in terms of clarity, and particularly when we should, as a committee, invite members of the executive when we're discussing a particular area of work that sits within their remit, but because the title's quite long. Uh, i think it's have they got a job description i think we should ask them because what do they, what is their role and then we can see yeah that area of work that we're proposing to do that fits within that particular cabinet member's jurisdiction and i think a lot of people trying to get their head around all the various roles there and again i don't know about topics Um, I haven't seen anything that says so-and-so is a topic lead for this, that. It's all rather unclear at the moment. Shall we ask democratic services if they'd be
0: so kind as to provide us with a guide to such matters and the specifics of responsibilities of members of the executive?
2: Uh, As soon as I have that information I can share it with you. Uh, I believe that it was still being worked on um, when I last heard about it.
5: That's correct. Right, okay. Thank you. Chair. Sure. Uh, before we close on, I, I don't think it's... Sorry. I'm just getting that heavy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think the Cabinet are meeting, is it tomorrow night or the, or the yes. following night? I, I think that it still could be tweaked. It's for them to sanction, I think, at the first Cabinet meeting. So, at the moment, things are still a little bit liquid, I think as to some of the post holders.
0: It's for indication, we're not going to hold them to it they're perfectly entitled as should they say choose to revise things but just so we know who to talk to about what.
3: Yeah. Mm. Chair? I, I think the natural fact as, as Councillor said but basically tomorrow night lots of things are going to be discussed and that's certainly from Councillor Sells point of view a very good point because where do we point and say come and talk to us. So I agree with you totally and I know that it's actually on the agenda.
0: Excellent. Any further comments on the memorandum of understanding?
2: Sorry Chair, just uh, just if there was any further thought as to the inclusion of sort of a, a obligation is probably the wrong word, but a commitment to providing Budgetary information in good time for the committee
0: to review. I think that's probably something we can refer directly to Mr. Webb for his advice and guidance on time scaling Absolutely.
8: Thank you, Chair. I think think there are two parts to this. The scrutiny committee has always received in November uh, the type of report that they will be expected to look at in February and some guidance around. Their role, and indeed, as necessary, which will be this year, the precise roles of the way finance works, the different types of finance, or HRA, general fund capital, etc. So, we will take you through all that, and then you get the actual budget reports on February, the first week of February, so about a week and a bit before it goes to Cabinet. That's how it's traditionally worked. The Centre for Public Scrutiny, uh, when they came in back in February, time. Did uh, suggest that members might wish to consider setting up a budget working group to perhaps try and formulate ideas themselves to help guide the administration. If we're going to do that, then that would need to operate from about September time. So I think you know, it may be something that the committee wants to discuss with the leader. You know, there's some proposals around perhaps asking the leader and then coming up under the next item.
0: Thank you. Um, I think probably as a matter of standard process, the earlier that we can receive documentation and information, albeit it may be heavily caveated with copious health warnings, um, the better. And I'm sure that the committee will treat as confidential any information that was marked as such and not use it for purposes other
3: than screening the committee.
0: Is that a reasonable presumption? Agree. Thank you. If there's nothing else, we'll move on to the next item. Good The next item is in some ways the, our substantive business of the evening. Now, the Vice-Chair, Council LeCount and I had a very, very useful discussion with officers yesterday We've come up with quite a few ideas and proposals, but this is not our committee, it is your committee. So I think before we discuss or even raise those, um, I'd welcome contributions from the committee in terms of what you would wish our work programme to be. My observation in that respect would be I would prefer us to choose a smaller number of actions that we can do effectively rather than a larger number which we will by virtue of time and resource only be able to address superficially and we shouldn't underestimate the amount of work that there will be in certain areas of arguably necessary inquiry. So, subject to that
4: observation, councillor Solis, you wish to speak? Yeah, I totally agree, Chairman. We shouldn't bite off more than we can chew. Um, I think one would need to think about degrees of urgency and to what extent could this committee be a help to the executive and be a help to the council as a whole. And I know I think I'll speak for Councillor Cagan as well, is that we believe that given the administration's commitment to and replace the cabinet system, then either they do the work or we should do the work in terms of a task and finish group, because it's all already well to say get rid of the cabinet system, but to what? And a number of councils, we don't have to reinvent the wheel, a number of councils like Chelmsford at the moment and Warwick are precisely thinking, planning to do what we are planning to do. And there is some good work that's been produced by the Centre for Public Scrutiny and called Rethinking Governance and the Local Government Information Unit, uh, the publication changing to a committee system. So there is some work out there and a number of local authorities, such as Cambridgeshire, for example, Baselton have already done it, but I do think that someone's going to have to do this work uh, because when we make that transition, which I'm in favour of, we need to get it as right as we can. And sorry, just a job Jim. It will actually be quite time limited because if this administration, I think the leader said that he was planning to kick it in motion as soon as possible, and I think that needs to inform the Chief Executive by December of their wish to move from Cabinet to another system. Clearly, that work would need to start pretty soon, if it's going to be of any use. Thank you. Before we go any further,
0: Mr a Robertson- Yes, yeah, so I just want to
7: say, in terms of this report, um, it was written before um, the training, and the committee is actually some way further ahead with formulating its work plan than, than perhaps we anticipated. So, um, if it comes to taking a vote, um, I, I don't think the timescales that are set out in this report are—I um, think they're, they're longer than they need to be, because I think, you know, given that you have already developed a long list at the training, um, I don't think much time to settle on the work programme, as perhaps is suggested in this report.
0: And to amplify that, um, I'd rather we clarify our work programme program as soon as possible yes. to give maximum time for actual work.
6: Can I ask uh, Mr Audrey, I know that we've got two on this list, which is the major planning application and fly parking, which were Kind of inherited from the previous <coughs> scrutiny. Uh, I'd understood that there was a, a longer list than the previous scrutiny uh, the committee had, and it would be actually quite useful to see what they had thought. So there might be some good ideas there, and I, I uh, had understood that the change of the governance system was actually one of the right, things yeah. which was on that.
7: That's correct. There was a longer list that used to be brought to um, every meeting of the committee attached to the work programme. Um, I think there was a, an acceptance an amongst the previous committee that quite a lot of the things on that list the committee would probably never get to, but nonetheless were kept on the list because they are like things that people um, had suggested. You can find it in the uh, papers for any previous which Committee meeting. us going back to the meeting immediately before the election, which I think was March. Um, you will find it there because that, that was the most up to date version. Um, I suppose the only thing i say on that is that um, I don't think the committee should, uh, I think the committee should make sure they're hands on time by what the previous committee looked at. Um, so, yeah, if you want to have a look at that and see what was on it, then, then please do so. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a new committee, new members, new ideas. So, new um, worksheet. Yeah, exactly. Um, in terms of the uh, items that are on the work programme at the moment, um, we talked about this yesterday with... Um, the Chair and Vice Chair. Um, there will be a report coming uh, to the next meeting on the uh, Major Planning Applications Review, which is a uh, proposal from the Planning Advisory Service, which, uh, for those who don't know, is a, uh, a branch of the Local Government Association that provides expert planning advice and support to uh, local authorities. Um, we approached them before the elections um, to um, suggest a scope for this work, which they would undertake on the Council's behalf. Um, so to bring that uh, proposal to the next committee meeting. We've been advised that the airport parking um, item uh, needs to be deferred from now until after the extraordinary council meeting. Now, when this was put together, the extraordinary council meeting was going to happen before the before the committee meeting. Now it's obviously happening afterwards, um, and I think we need to have a discussion at some point about. Whether the committee was used to be, the local council taxable job scheme to come forward, because again, that's something that uh, the chairman and the vice chair touched on yesterday.
0: And we'll update members on those discussions once we've heard other proposals.
2: Just a, a point of clarification, uh, Mr. Alty. You, you referred just then to the major plan applications work that the scrutiny committee we to in the previous session. Um, Earlier on in an email I received, uh, the intention with a proposal that perhaps we'll discuss in it in a second um, was to have a look at something similar um, and that the thinking is to ask the planning advisory service to come back to review. Has that already been undertaken and can we expect something soon? Uh, the planning advisory service
7: has put forward what they see as being a, a again, progress stage, so it's, it, it's a look at existing processes, documentation so on and so forth. From that, they say they uh, will then be able to recommend what further work needs to be done in the second stage of the use So this, this first stage should be um, subject to the committee's agreement at the next meeting. Uh, planning Advisory Services that they can probably uh, get underway with that uh, in July and be in a position to report back to the committee in September with the outcome of that. As to um,
1: additional. Uh, items. Um, we three, that's Councillor Jones, Councillor Christiani and I have circulated a bit rather uh, later today for which we apologise. A uh, suggested uh, topic, in terms of planning obligations, uh, and we three would like to ask the committee to consider that as being something suitable for inclusion uh, as, work, as our work programme. I've had the opportunity to
0: briefly review the document and, um, if I may say, so, excellent piece of work and you're clearly on the right lines. Um, can we discuss later in the meeting some points of detail and process with regard to that? But I think the overall principle is without question. By the if I may, and there are no further comments on work streams, perhaps I can, with the help of uh, the Vice-Chair, um, inform members of our discussions yesterday. Um, I'm pleased we appear to have got almost three out of, you know, we got three of the topics that have been raised already spot on, namely uh, replacement of the Cabinet system, cabinet system and governance, um, major planning applications and planning in general. To take those individually, Um, it is clear that it will be challenging to have a wholehearted change in the governance structure of the Council. Um, It may be enormously desirable, but it will put a huge burden on to the Administration and on to officers. So I would wholeheartedly support the proposal by Councillor Sell and perhaps Councillor Sell may give some thought to chairing a working group on that matter if you are so willing. Um, to the major planning application, we can't do anything substantive until Stanstad has determined. And it would be foolish in the extreme to even think about um, that. That said, we can make preparatory arrangements. So we can procure the initial advice and scoping inquiry from the Planning Advisory Service, which can then inform a um, working group of this council to undertake further detailed work. Applications of the scale and scope of Stansted are rare, but they are of profound significance to the district, and they may be less. We may face a similar set of circumstances in a few years from the airport, we may face similar problems in the north of the district, in respect to developments in the field of biotechnology. So, it would be sensible to learn whatever lessons we can and uh, address those early on. And I'm minded to ask uh, Councillor LeCount, as Vice Chair, to chair a working group on those matters once we have crossed the hurdle of the strategic determination and once we have received whatever advice we may from the Planning Advisory Service. Um, I'm not sure how many members had the chance to read the document produced by my colleagues opposite but it does touch on some areas of profound concern amongst many residents and indeed members about the conduct of planning in the generality and specifically matters around section 106, SIL and enforcement. By the same token I am aware that the planning function is under stress and we don't wish to harm morale of hard-working staff who are facing adverse circumstances or to place burdens on those staff that would mean a diminution in the quality of service to residents. But notwithstanding that, I think there's a ready-made working group sitting opposite. Agreed. Agreed. And perhaps one of the gentlemen may volunteer to be chair of that working group. We had a range of additional suggestions at the training uh, evening, some of those have, in a sense, self-liquidated and the matters have now been resolved. Um, the two outstandings I can see, are the question of investment governance, uh, where we'll be inviting contributions from Councillor Fairhurst in due course and an issue that was also raised about the the balance across the district of delivery of services by the council and whether there was a mismatch between the delivery of services in the north as opposed to the south so my question would be whether members thought those two topics were worthy of adding to our workload and if so how we would organize that if i can come back to that for a second no no rather not let's um Let's deal with those matters and then, if we may, we'll move on to some detailed discussion of our timetable and our meetings and what we may or may not choose to remove from our agendas. Any observations on the points I've made, please?
6: I mean, uh, I, I have just gained the proposal from the three wise men. Um, <laughs>
5: I noticed we are
6: not very well gender balanced in this committee, um, but uh, I'm slightly concerned about running that in parallel with, with the major planning application um, research, because they think to me that this is actually a subset of or a substream or thread that should be part of a much bigger um, review process. Um, this is very targeted, but it is part. It is the result. I would speculate, of uh, the result of a big planning application decision and 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 the process. And I, I think it's actually the. Process of the major planning application, which has been subject to great criticism, and I actually don't disagree with that. But I do think actually having two separate um, inquiries into it might be a bit over the top, and will have impact upon our planning service.
0: I think you raise an excellent point. Um, The counter-argument which may have some validity is that there's a difference in scale and scope between 3,000 pages of documents in respect of Stansted and the national significance of that. And the very important to individuals and to a community uh, questions of whether appropriate 106 notices, or 106 agreements, in respect to the development of 30 houses on the edge of the village, have been reached. And although they're of the same family, they are somewhat different in import and influence. But it could be that that argument doesn't hold water.
6: I mean, just coming coming back onto that, I, I, think, I think from a from a, a policy point of view. Uh, and a forward planning view, Are we not actually considering as a council and, and as a group of whether we don't, we don't go down the community infrastructure levy route as opposed to the section 106. Should we not be looking at, at that as a solution to the 106 problem which we all accept is a pretty flawed process, and if somebody builds one house and puts a impact on the infrastructure, shouldn't we be getting, as a wider community, some benefit from that building that house? And I think it's a much wider one of issues than than is actually articulated in the paper. Excellent point.
3: I was just going to say, actually. It, 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 if I remember rightly, is that putting a cost on each house that's built, like £500, pounds? is that what we're talking really about?
1: Um, perhaps I could just... Um,
3: but I'll beg your pardon, I haven't read the paper. I do apologise.
1: Well, as I say, we apologise um, again for a very late circulation of it, and indeed um, I don't think you saw it no. until just uh, a few minutes ago. Um, but it is intended to be a lot, very general application, just as a sort of... A uh, uh, on high, quick and dirty view, if I can describe it uh, as that. Um, but it's not intended really to be restricted to major planning applications or anything of that sort, but just to provide an initial insight into how the system uh, of conditionality uh, has worked, whether that be by the way of Section 106's or SILS, but to provide that information to us and assess whether or not it has actually been working. In practice, for the benefit of the community, so it's a research exercise in the first place to (coughs) draw down the facts and the information, and then move on to into stage two to formulate some further ideas uh, and so on.
3: I would like some advice on from previous, uh, maybe the administration, the uh, officers might be able to help me here. I, I thought in, in the past there was a, something that was allowed where each house actually paid a certain amount of money into a pot um, each time. Is, is that correct? I, I'm sure I, I remember that. In fact, that's very similar to that, isn't it? So you, you build one house and you pay X amount of money, like 20% or something, whatever it was. Is that right, Richard?
7: it's really not an area of expertise
3: of might <laughs> 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 I'm very sorry, but I wouldn't like to say anything that
8: proves not
6: to be a case. I don't know if uh, Adrian oh, has any <laughs> even uh, I think that's, that is the principle for the community infrastructure.
3: That was so a similar.
6: It? Yes, but the sill actually applies to everything.
1: <coughs> perhaps, Councilor uh, uh, Christiani, you might like to add to that.
2: Yes, I mean, um, perhaps in the first instance, we're, we're getting into a bit more detail than what was first envisaged. Um, this is a this is not about specifically should we be putting 500 pounds on on one particular property, but uh, as it's as it's written here, um, a look a review at the Approach and the management of the following processes. So, the appraisal, drafting, agreement, monitoring, and enforcement of conditions and planning obligations associated with major planning applications. Although, uh, further to conversations we've had already with uh, the chair and officers, um, perhaps it needs a rewording so as not to step on the toes of the other piece of work. Um, but more broadly, looking at process. Result in some sort of policy development as a byproduct, um, but as a first step, looking at what we do as a council to uh, encourage the effective use of conditions and planning objections.
5: Okay. I have so, the you.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure we can reasonably. Uh, debate the specifics of the proposal that was only circulated a few hours ago, but I think we can be confident that there is a consensus that we need to investigate major planning applications and we need to investigate the general planning process. So I would venture to suggest the choice is, do we do that in one big lump, or do we do it in which we
4: should talk to. Um, I would echo your words a few minutes ago, Chairman. Uh, I, I would urge caution because these things do take an enormous amount of time to be done properly, and we should be careful what we take on. And because we're going to do something, might as well do it well rather than very thinly?
0: Any suggestions?
2: Yes, uh, Chairman, perhaps um, Mr. Oxy can help. Uh, <laughs> um, the review of major planning applications by the Planning Advisory Service. Is it possible, in your opinion, that and a recommendation would come out of that early stage of review that would broadly align with something that we're trying to look at here? Eight. It's possible. Um, It's a bit difficult to say without, obviously, without seeing
7: what what, what has come out. With I'd be surprised if there wasn't some um, alignment. But whether members are uh, feel that 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 further scope of work would cover what they wish to look at, Um, I'm not sure. I suppose it would be open for debate because you know to some extent. the, this first piece of work is based on um, the methodology that has have used in, in other authorities in order to, um, you know, to have a high level look at the documentation and processes and so on. I think any further work, um, you know, it would be open for a discussion with PAS about exactly, you know, they working on the council's behalf, so um, in some ways, you know, up to us to say,
0: then this is what we want you to do. Could I make a suggestion? Could I suggest that um, the Vice-Chair and um, one of the three wise men, I think it's you to determine which, uh, meet together and um, thrash out a draft terms of reference for, let's call it this activity, I'm not entirely sure what I mean by this activity, but um, I think that's part of your task, and to bring those draft terms back to the 25th of June meeting for us to review in greater detail. Would that
6: have some assent? Can, can I suggest that we, we actually have a, one of the three wise then have a discussion with the um, the executive to see what their plans are about whether we are going to adopt mm-hmm. sale because it doesn't seem to me if we are going to be discussing this in conjunction with in Section 106 then it might be redundant exercise so we need to know what the policy the executive is going to promote before we go down this road.
1: Uh, perhaps we can uh, speak to the, the officers and uh, uh, as, well, uh, as well as the executive and uh, have something available for the to consideration. So maybe leave it to the three wise men to meet
0: with the vice chair whatever no, I, I think that's agreeable.
3: Good. So I concur. <laughs>
0: two, two items of business which we've made some progress on. Um, governance of, of reform, replacement of the Cabinet system. Um, Councillor Sell, would you be minded to give consideration to a draft set of terms of reference for that activity? Once again, working with officers?
7: Yes, yes. Is it reasonable
0: to ask you to bring that back by the twenty-fifth, or are we being a little um, overly demanding?
4: There will be a meeting on the twenty-fifth, will there? It? Because it's called in. Uh,
0: there is a meeting on the twenty-fifth. I think the thirty-first of July is the um, questionable one.
4: Right. Okay. Um, you yeah, know, I'm happy to do that. The, the only thing that does occur to me, is whether if we are setting up groups, it doesn't necessarily have to be. Confined to the members of the committee. Other members who are not on the committee but who may want to have got an interest in the area uh, can uh,
7: get involved, aren't they? Yeah, there is provisions in the Constitution. Um, the one thing I should say about this is that um, we've got some fairly long deadlines, and strictly speaking, the deadline um, and, uh, reports to be ready for the meeting on the 25th. Friday of this week, so we're going to have to give a little bit of noise to how <laughs> to circulate uh, circulatory documentation because I appreciate that you're probably not going to have discussions and get this resolved by the end of this week.
0: I think we can be very tolerant about circulation deadlines in these particular circumstances. And Can I suggest that the individuals self-nominate themselves for these various working groups to the indicated chairs so that we have those whose interests align with various areas? If we have a surplus in some and a deficit in others, we just have to be a little more judicial. So that's three items. Um, Is there merit in taking further this question of balance across the district?
2: Sorry Chair, just on the the question of committee against Cabinet. Um, That is a huge, huge, massive colossal. I saw it at Cambridgeshire County Council. I'm a geek like that and I like to watch the process take place. And I mean, I wouldn't want to be in that room when they were discussing it, and quite clearly I I haven't got a choice now. Uh, I guess I have. But does it warrant going above and beyond a subcommittee? Is that something really that this group in the committee as a whole should be looking at? I'm conscious of the resource um, that that would take up. But it really is a huge task, and uh, conscious of Councillor Sales' point that we shouldn't be.
0: If I may suggest I think subcommittees, working groups are there to ensure that things are done and they have a greater degree of executive freedom and are perhaps a little less um, cumbersome than the full committee can meet more regularly, but I do take your point. Councillor I'm
4: just wondering whether as in some other councils, uh I don't know, and officers for guidance uh, as to whether there should be a cast and finished group of the whole council rather than just per se the scrutiny committee. Uh, because uh, as Councillor concerning says, it, it is a huge, huge issue to look at. Okay, we don't have to reinvent the world, there's a lot of councils that have done it, The ones that are going to do it, but
8: nevertheless there's quite a lot there. Thank you, Thank you Chair. Uh, uh, it was, that's the point I was going to pick up on actually, because I think when we had our discussion yesterday, one of the options we had was to ask the leader whether he would come along to the next meeting and actually talk through the timetable, if you like, and the proposal. Because certainly there are a couple of options. One would be a cabinet working group, and the other one would be a full council working group. Now clearly, if there's a full council working group, then you start to question to some degree the role of scrutiny in that, given that you've got 39 councils who could volunteer to be on that, and therefore it's a different role of scrutiny compared to if it's an executive working group. So I think uh, it may be slightly premature asking yeah. Councillor to come yeah. up with this, and it may be if we could get the leader or deputy leader or not to give us some title yeah. that would help. Very helpful. Perhaps in those
0: circumstances, Councillor Sell could give some consideration to the questions we might usefully ask
4: in the leader and how
0: we might structure any subsequent organisational unit to take this forward.
4: My point, chairman, raising it was that just to be seen as to be a help and one doesn't want, I'm not the luxury of lots of free time to duplicate work that's being done. And if it is going to be a cabinet working group, so be it. But then that, there will be a role for scrutiny in that. Uh, if it's just composed of cabinet members, if it is a group of the whole council, then um, that's, that's uh, rather different. Uh, but yes, there does need to be a dialogue with with the administration
8: and the leader in particular. Um, um,
0: if I may say, your. Previous services, Chair of the Council, will be invaluable in this, as you know, the ropes rather better than most. So um, let's take that forward but remain flexible as to what the outcomes are. Those are three very large items we goodness. Yes. So do we wish to consider balance across the district? Do we not? Do we wish to consider investment governments? Do we not? You can make a very good argument that we give ourselves more than enough mm. to do for the next year. You can make an equally valid argument that there are other issues that we should devote some to.
3: I'm happy with this.
6: I, I think I would do concur with the Chancellor's point about this. I, I do think we... We need to be sensitive and we're all kind of wet behind the ears on the subject and I think three and three ma- massive ones I
3: think is sufficient.
6: Um, it's also
7: always quite useful to have a bit of flexibility in your um, work programme and don't overload committee meetings with mm. too many eyes on castle and, and castle uh one of the things that you'll get at each meeting um is the cabinet's forward plan, which you know is populated as 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 the year goes along and it may be that there are matters on there that you consider worthy of um of pre scrutiny um and it is useful therefore to have a bit of breathing space in your committee timetable to be able to consider those matters should you wish to.
2: on that particular uh, point, I mean actually on, on the, the second issue of uh, you know, this North-South divide, it sounds to me like a mutt match and I'm not sure <laughs> a, a result would come in it. Uh, it sounds to me like a, a Brexit debate. Um, I, I would err on the side of caution in that I think it would go against the real role and importance of this committee. Um, I haven't given much thought to the investment although I would say I think there's enough uh, in terms of structure within this council, to also review that as we go
0: along. I think the consensus is that Councillor Fairhurst got lucky and we leave leaving for another year to ask him difficult questions. So, can we then agree that we'll be taking those? I say three, but it's two items of which one has two rather large sub-components. Forward, is everybody content with that? But, uh, nice well, second can second that, Chair? are in favour? May I now turn to the 2019 Pentagon project for a little bit of. Improved efficiency is quite what but I'm sure you get my interest. We have a meeting in Pentagon on the 31st of July. We have no substantive business indicated for that meeting, and we're unlikely to have anything arising from Cabinet. Could I suggest that that meeting might be better scrapped and a further meeting in the autumn where we will have some more meaningful work from the activities we've just approved to take forward. We can leave it to officers to determine when would we'll be the most suitable time. Um, there, is a, there is a date
7: um, for. The, the, you may have seen that there are a series of dates where there were meetings reserved for call in, so we only use those. So there is one of those on the 31st of October. Um, so, yeah, with a half-seven start, you should have time for trickle-treating first. Um, <laughs> so we could use that date for a, uh, for an October meeting if that would be simple
3: for everyone. Interesting date.
2: <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> 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 um, uh, that's quite a handy segue into a question I had actually. Um, I know that there are a number of key decisions as part of the Cabinet's plan. plan. Um, what's the kind of protocol, what's the, the history behind that? And has this scrutiny committee generally put them on the agenda as a matter of course and if there aren't any sort of controversial issues we just say okay that's fine and, yeah, I mean, I
7: think in the previous committee it was um, rare for items to be pulled off the cabinet's board uh, plan to be looked at. It, it did happen occasionally, but generally speaking we um, didn't uh, select things from the cabinet's board plan to have a look at. There was a definition in the constitution of what constitutes a key decision. Um, but yeah, it was more, um, it's more there for information so that um, the committee is aware of what the executive is doing and what the executive is going to be looking at. But you know, if there something that is something there that you
0: think is worthy of having a look at, then it's certainly It's there so you know what they're up to. Um, it's up to you whether you choose to engage yourself with it. It doesn't appear to be terribly controversial at the moment, though I'm sure that will change, of course. Um, my second suggestion is the local council tax scheme. This occupies quite a lot of community time. Um, Having discussed it with officers, it never changes. We have no intention of changing it and this council is rather proud of the fact that it is the most generous in essence in its support to those people who are a bit of a additional support. So whilst it's important to be aware that it exists, I'm not quite sure, it merits as much time as it currently has. So I was going to suggest that we remove it from the agenda for the 25th of June um, and if we are also removing the parking update that then does give us the opportunity to spend the time yep. with in-depth discussion of terms of reference and how we go about the topics we've just identified.
8: Can I, can I just clarify, Chair, on the LCTS scheme? Uh, It has changed every single year. This is the first year where it will not change. There there, there tend to be minor tweaks from the government around things like empty homes and that. There are no proposals for that this year and the administration have indicated to me that they want to keep the scheme as is for its effect. It is the 2021 scheme, so it will be the same. So uh, it was fully scrutinized last year. I suppose the only question I have is we are legally Obliged to consult on it. So we will consult, we will have the responses from that consultation. Do I take it you also do not want to be involved in the outcome of those consultations, which tend to be reported back in November? Um, If there are
0: responses to the consultation which are out with those that are expected, then yes, it will be interesting to hear those, but to be told that everything's happened exactly as you anticipated, whilst interesting. Doesn't add a huge amount of value.
5: Thank
0: you. Is there anything else anybody would like to discuss? If not, we may have reached the end of, I hope, an efficient and effective
3: meeting. Here in the first lesson. I'm going
6: to keep this as a record.
3: Yes, it uh, And very much, uh, very much
0: doubt in the future will be quite
6: fast
3: uh, <laughs> out the door.
4: <laughs> I think the officers have memories of scribbly committees uh, some years ago, which have been going for quite some time. Not recent meetings, but.
0: Uh... <laughs> I'm sure we'll find the opportunity to uh, engage in vigorous and robust debate sometime in the future. Um, thank you all very much indeed. Um, look forward to documentation for the 25th, and please do feel free to circulate drafts by email for consideration and um, for comment. As I've said, um, Gary and I are insistent that this will be a collegial and inclusive forum, and so. Um, that's actually an excuse
3: for saying you're going to do the work. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to congratulate the chairman, actually, on your first meeting, and I look really to working with all of you, actually. Thank you very much. Thank you.